0: Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you in this podcast about something that is a cancer to great manhood a cancer to the souls of men, and something that I want you to battle in your life. I want to talk to you about cowardice. Now, cowardice can take a variety of forms. You can be physically a coward, and some guys are. You can be a moral coward, But all cowardice basically comes down to the same thing. And I believe that to the extent that we give ourselves to cowardice or allow it in our lives, we are being unmanned. We are weak men. We are unreliable men. And we may, in fact, be dangerous men. I have known an exceptional number of cowards in my life not so much physical cowards. Most of the guys I know are pretty much valiant when it comes to sacrificing themselves physically and you know protecting a woman or, or protecting a weaker person or giving themselves to a cause. But I have known an exceptional number of what I would call moral cowards, uh, people who won't stand up for principle, people who won't stay loyal to their friends, people who won't give themselves to a noble cause when they're called upon to do so, and they descend instead into cowardice. Cowardice is retreating from the battle you know you ought to fight. Cowardice is retreating from the sacrifice you're called upon to make. Cowardice is retreating or refusing to make the sacrifice that a noble cause, a battle, uh, a commitment requires of you. You know what cowardice is. But cowardice... Is almost always related to fear. And fear, the kind of fear that cowardice um, is connected to, is it's almost always a fear of losing something held dear. In other words, If I've got a friend named Joe, and I'm making this up, and I have told him I'm committed to him, but then one day being committed to him and loyal to him uh, means that I'm going to have to take a hit. I'm going to have to take a loss. Somebody might think less of me. It might cost me some money, or there might be something that I have to to pay out that I suddenly don't want to pay out. Uh, I will be a coward in the face of that commitment, in the face of the battle that being committed to him requires of me because I fear the loss. I'm living in fear of the loss, the sacrifice, the damage that I might have to sustain. And so in a sense, cowardly people are people riddled by fear? If I'm uh, fearful about my reputation, I will be a cowardice in the face of moral battles. I will not stand with my friends if it costs me something in the eyes of others. If I have, if I fear financial loss, I will not do something that costs me or maintain a commitment for something to something uh, that that costs me financially. You understand what I'm saying. Now, ultimately, and I'm going to get a little deep here. Ultimately. If cowardice is connected to fear, fear is connected to whatever, and I'm going to use a little bit of religious language here. Fear is connected to whatever you've made an idol. I believe that all of us have idols in our lives. Now, I'm using religious language, and you might be listening to this. You might be a complete atheist, and you might be saying, I don't believe in anything religious. Okay, that's fine. It still works as a psychological truth. If me being committed to my friend Joe means I might take a bit of a physical beating and my idol is my awesome, good-looking, unscarred, muscular, six-pack body, then that idol, preservation of that idol in my life will keep me from sacrificing my good-looking body, my health, getting a black eye, broken nose, whatever it might take to protect Joe. My idol is the thing that's causing me to be fearful. In other words, I value my body more than I value my commitment to Joe and I'm unwilling to sacrifice any aspect of my amazingly good-looking body in this this story I'm making up. So I live in fear of taking any kind of hit or damage. Therefore, I, I will not sacrifice any part of the idol that defines my life. If my money is the idol, the thing I worship, the thing I most take pride in, the thing that I most value... That I'm not going to help Joe when he's in a tough time, even if I've committed to him because I fear the loss of money. So our idols are what make us cowards. If I value my life more than I value protecting Bev when we're walking a city street and somebody's about to harm her, if I value my life, my safety, my lack of pain, then I will actually sacrifice Bev. I'll let her die rather than throw my body and my life in front of harm's way. Do you see what I'm saying? If my idol is my life, if my idol is a lack of pain, if my idol is my own self-preservation, then I will sacrifice everything else to it. I will let that be harmed. I'll let Bev be harmed. I'll let my friends be hurt because I have an idol in my life. My idol can be my reputation. My idol can be my body. My idol can be my money. Uh, My idol can be a bunch of things. Uh, My idol can be being thought well of by a certain person who's empowering and do me good. My idol can be my career. My idol can be my possessions. I know people whose idols, um, God knows, are their penises or their cars or their golf game. You know what I'm talking about. We all have at least the temptation to have idols in our lives. Let me go ahead and be a little bit religious and spiritual here, uh, because one of my favorite verses in the Bible is found in Jonah 2.8. You know the famous story of Jonah and the whale. And in Jonah 2.8, it says, Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Now, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not going to take up an offering. I know I've got Muslims listening to this podcast and Jewish guys listening to this podcast and and atheists listening to this podcast, and you're all welcome. And you know that because about every week I tell you that you're welcome. (laughs) But let me use this religious slash psychological language to identify what makes us cowards. I've known religious leaders to be cowards because they would not be willing to take a hit by some people in their congregations disagreeing with them or thinking ill of them. They wouldn't be willing to lose uh, even a one percent of their congregation for taking a, a right stand or one percent of their income. Uh, I've known military guys who had idols of their very built body. They lifted weights, they ran, they put lotions on themselves. But as a result, when they were actually in battle, They wouldn't throw themselves in front of a bullet or protect a guy or do anything that would cause them bodily damage. They'd shoot their gun, but they wanted to shoot their gun from a particularly safe vantage point so they wouldn't have damage done to their body. Their idol made them a coward and they let people die as a result. This is actually in in, in the record. Uh, I'm not making that part up. What you value more than you value your commitment, what you value more than you value courage, what you value more than you value your friends, what you value more than you value your principles is your idol. And your idol makes you a coward. Our idols make cowards of us all. And normally, the thing between the idol and the cowardice is fear. We live in fear of loss or damage. And as a result, We retreat from the commitments that we make. Now, why am I going off about this? Because one of the worst cancers to a man is that he is a coward, that he will not live up to his principles, that he will not live up to his commitments, that he will not throw himself in harm's way for those he has sworn and called by God to protect. And I want you to take stock of the idols in your life. If I was your best friend and I was going through a hard time and your commitment to me required some time and some money, uh, and maybe that you take a reputational hit and who knows what else, uh, would you be willing to do it? And if not, the issue is not just that you wouldn't be willing to do it. If not, why not? Why not? I know a guy who's literally looked me in the face and said, you know, I would be committed to old Joe over here uh, up to a certain point, but if it started costing me money, I'm sorry, he's on his own. Well, that was a perfect sentence for expressing the idol in this guy's life, money. It was his idol, and he was more committed to money than he was to anybody else around him. And man, did that prove to be the case in his life. Uh, I know of an older guy uh, who would who would absolutely not stand with anyone. A bunch of us younger guys stood with him, protected him, served him. He wouldn't stand with any of us. He would move on, find a new tribe, and speak ill of his old tribe, even though we were people who tried to serve him. Why? Because he always had to be thought well of. By his group, and his group uh, was more valuable to him than anybody who had laid down their life for him. I could go on and on and on. I'm not speaking out of bitterness. What I'm speaking out of is a desire to see you idol free so that you can be courageous. Greater love has no man but that he lays down his life for his wife. It lays down uh, his life for his friend. I was going to say wife, but (laughs) it lays down his life for his friend. Same thing. And so. My question is, if you're not courageous in some area, will you have the courage to look for the idol that is robbing you of courage? Will you have a a, a willingness to track the, to follow the track of fear in your life from the act of cowardice or the attitude of cowardice directly to the idol? It's almost like fear will, will lead you right up to the idol because your fear is wrapped around. It's intended to protect the idol. So find the fear, you'll find the idol, and you can deal with the idol. You can tear it down. You can say, yeah, I want to have money, but I'm not going to make money more important than my moral commitment, more important than my friends, more important than my family. You hear what I'm saying. Pull down the the idols. I realize this can be preached in church and I'm, I'm not trying to be especially religiously right now. I'm trying to help you locate in your soul what might make you a coward in an age and at a time and in the circumstances of your life that requires courage. I want to see courageous, great, valiant men. And what I know is that it's, ca- it's idols that makes cowards of us all. So recognize your cowardice, track the fear, Let it carry you to the idol. Tear the idol down and be the great man you're called to be. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.